Welcome back to The Francisca Show, a Jewish coffeehouse podcast. The show on which everyday creatives share their unique journeys. I am Francisca, a singer, composer, music producer, podcast coach, and also your host. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Francisca Show. Today with us, we have Malia Bivelson, who is a podcast host herself of the Hebrew Hits podcast, and she is living in Cedarhurst, New York right now, and is single. And I'm sorry I'm using that to introduce you, but I have not met so many accomplished and vocal women out there who are open and courageous enough to do that on their own before they're married without having that, oh my gosh, how's that going to affect me in Shaduchim? And um, maybe I should tame myself. So kudos for that. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on the show. It's my first actual podcast interview. I've been interviewed with newspapers before, but never a podcast. So I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so you have a background in radio, and I know that you play music on your podcast. So just all of that has like questions ringing in my head. (laughs) Let's start with the obvious and the basics. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you become this way? Where did your passion and your individuality come about? Okay, very, very interesting story. A lot of people want to know, how did you get into into radio? How did this even start? I know as a younger kid, I always told my mom, Ma, I really want to do something that I can communicate with people. I want to speak with people. That's what I want to do. I never realized that there's actually, you know, podcasting radio when I was younger. So what did I do? I went to school to become a lawyer, decided that wasn't for me. So then I became an interior designer. While I was in school, I had like two hours of a break. And I said, instead of me just sitting alone, eating lunch in my car, in the lobby, in school, why don't I check out some, you know, some different things that are going on in this school? So I looked through clubs. I didn't like anything. Then um, that was the first semester. Second semester. What school were you in? So I'm in five towns. I was in NASA Community College getting my associates for interior design. I couldn't really find any Jewish college that actually did interior design, which was weird. I tried different ones. I'm like, why don't you have interior design? But I found NASA had a great program. So I went there. Um, So my second semester, I'm very organized. So I had all my classes already like you know, set up very, very early beginning of school. And a week before school, actually, they canceled one of my classes. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, I need another interior design class. So I was looking through, everything was full. And I was like, okay, let me look at a different kind of class, communications class, because I love speaking with people. And I decided like, okay, let me go through them. And I see there's something called radio production. I was like, what in the world is radio production? What is that? I thought it was going to be me on the computer, like for sure, just trying to, you know, figure out how to mix different musics and intros and outros. So I was like, okay, let me, let me do this. Let me do this class. So I actually signed up for radio production and I walked in the first day and I was like, wow, this is going to be the best class ever. It was an actual radio studio taught you everything you need to know about radio. And the first day, actually, um, one of the producers of radio station, 90.3 WHBC came in and said, if anybody wants to be on air in a real studio, email us your, your application, send it by mail. And here it is. So I get this application. I look at it for a week and I was like, okay, what is this? Like, I don't know what this is, but you know what? It sounds interesting. I said, everybody's going to send it in my mail. Everybody's going to send it in by, you know, email. I said, I'm going down in person. Like, this is not going to happen. Like I'm going down in person. So I went down in person with, I sat with the, the, the director, his name is Sean Novat. I sat with him for over an hour and I was like, listen, you know, I'm not leaving here without a job. So he's like, and I took his phone. I started showing him how I can make videos and different things. 
he, he calls me and he's like, you know what? He's like, let's get into the studio. He's like, can you stay till five? I was like, sure. What do you want me to do? Pick up the garbage, stamp envelopes. <laughs> and he's like, I want you to host the news tonight. I was like, do what? He's like, host the news. I was like, okay, let's, let's host the news. So I ended up walking out and all the interns were like, we've been here for three months. We can't even go into the on-air studio. This girl shows up and you put her on right away. Um, so that's how I got started. He walked in halfway through the news, I think it was. And he said, you're golden, you're staying. And that's where I, that's where I started my radio career, actually. And that was really cool. I just want to point out for anyone listening, you know, the other interns who were there, like following the rules and doing their thing. And then suddenly you, you know, swish into there and get your night. I think the reason you got your stage right away was because you asked for it and you stepped into those shoes and you demanded it. And that's what you need to be in front of the mic or for someone else to give you the mic. So just just a pointer out there. It wasn't a coincidence, I don't think. I think it was like, oh, you're you're ready for the job. Let me put you on. You asked for it. You're clearly. Yeah. And yeah. also it was interesting so. because after I was on the news for a little bit, he's like, you know what? I want you to start hosting the Nassau mix. I was like, what is that? He's like, don't worry. I'll train you in. Within no time, you're going to be hosting it yourself. I knew nothing. Now, honestly, this was a passion of mine. I love to talk. I'm natural at speaking. I had no idea what the NASA mix was, how to do anything. So I decided, I was like, okay, let's do it together. So for three weeks, this guy sat with me in the, the, I guess like teaching studio, we called it. And he taught me how to do everything, but he never taught me in the actual studio. One day I get a call and he's like, they called me Mindy at that station. Cause I'm my English name. He's like, Mindy, you're going into live studio today. I was like, great. I'm totally prepared. I remember I was, I played a song and it's very different. The practice studio does not look the same as the in-house studio and the actual studio, the live studio. So the, the difference is the computer set up differently. Um, the practicing studio, all the, all the, like the intros and the, the wet liners, the dry liners, they're all a certain color. It's like purple and green, but in the, the, the live studio, I was looking for those colors, but like to click on them, it's, 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 it's a whole complicated system. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. But um, <laughs> I was like, really, I, I remember like I had 30 seconds left to a song and I had to play a wet liner and I couldn't find, I didn't know where they were. I start. So for anyone who doesn't know what a wet liner or dry liner is, can you please explain? Yeah. Are you, are you familiar with wet liner? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a wet liner is in between the song. What you do is in between a song and you want to play another song, but you don't want to speak. So on the radio, you'll hear them Oh, that was Justin Bieber. He did a, you know, song Monster with Sean Novet, Sean, not, not Sean, no, Sean Mendez. Um, but then you don't, I'm saying Sean Novet, he's my director, but you, you don't want to play, you don't want to speak. So you put a wet liner. Wet liner is a basically commercial um, from your, from your personal radio station. So instead of me saying, Hey, my name is Mindy. I'm your host. And that was, and I, um, you just listened to Justin Bieber. It's an already recorded liner. That's not me. It's somebody else that's saying it. And a dry liner. And a dry liner is exactly the same thing without music. And the really good thing about a dry liner is that the song, let's say you're playing two songs, one before, one, you know, a forward song, and then a backward announcing, forward announcing. So the first song you play, great. And then with the dry liner, you put the dry liner in, and then the next song goes on top of the dry liner. So let's say the song has a instrumental for like 10 seconds. You go into dry liners and you find the dry liner for nine seconds. You play it. And then the music of the new song goes on top of that liner. So it takes a little more cool. coordination, right? 
for the drama. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, when I was new, I was only playing wet liners and I got in trouble for that. <laughs> They're like, play dry. I was like, dry is so hard. I have to choose a song with the same amount of seconds. Um, but anyways, there was 30 seconds left to the song. I remember. And I did not know where the wet liner is. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have like silence, like literally radio silence on air. And this is not really, this is not cool. It should not happen. So I remember running out and I'm like in the lobby and I'm screaming, someone help me. And everyone's like, no, he trusted you. Got to figure it out yourself. I'm like, I have 30 seconds left. Finally, a nice guy. His name is Andrew. He ended up coming in and he was like, oh, mad. He's like, he trusted you. And remember, these are interns that like don't get on air. Right. So they want me to mess up. Um, (laughs) So Andrew came in. He helped me figure it out. And he's like, next time you got to learn yourself. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But thank God it all worked out. And that was the beginning of my of my radio, my radio uh, career. Cool. Okay. So take us from there. When did you leave? Um, that was in 2017. I ended up leaving in 2019. And during that time for two years, I ended up going to um, the biggest radio stations, Entercom Studios, which is 101.1, 2 I went, I met Dove Kramer, I met Shaw Mraz, I met a lot, Reese Taylor, I met Karen Carson, I met a lot of big, big radio stars, which was also really, really cool. And that was all out of one radio station, or is each one you just listed a separate job or position? So, um, no, 90.3 was, was one where I started, and then from there, I was able to go and meet all these really cool radio stars. I was actually nominated for a radio award through my radio station. So I had no idea I was getting this award, like nominee. Thousands of people enter this, this nomination. And my director, his name is Sean Nobat, I like get a message. He's like, you are nominated. I'm like, who nominated me? He's like, I did. I'm like, for what? He's like, you did a good wet liner. I was like, I recorded something. Like, what are you talking about? He ended up nominating me. There were like five people, finalists. I ended up not winning, but it was still cool to be a finalist with all of the radio stations across the entire, I think it was national. So I think it was all across America, which that was very cool. But from there, I was able to meet a lot, a lot of people. And then I was able to, you know, I wasn't nervous to reach out to different radio stars. I reached out to Ryan Seacrest and his team, ended up flying to California. I met all of them. That was a whole story in in and of itself. So tell me this, what's your family like? Did they just go on with the flow or was there a little friction? (laughs) Share a little bit. Okay. So my family, they basically support me. They let me do whatever, you know, I want. They're very proud of everything that I do. Although my father was worried about Shadokhan, he's still worried. Oh, Shadokhan, people are going to say no to you because you're on the radio. And I'm like, you know what? Then they're judging me from the outside. They don't get to know me. Like I dive in three times a day. I say my tilim every single day. I say Nishmas every day. So it's very hard to explain to people um, you know, that I'm a very, very from girl at the same time following my passion, which is just to talk to people. Like I want to get people's stories out. So I, I, I know that I came up with a bunch of different shows, like a dating show. My parents had dropped that. You're not married, like drop it. So I dropped it. But, um, my parents were basically, they were very, very, they thought it was very cool. Um, my father definitely probably wanted me to keep it a little bit more quiet, but everybody else, they supported me. They're like showing my show off to everybody. Um, you know, I go lot when I was in 90.3, I was live. So my friends would call up and they'd say, hey, can we choose this song? I'd answer phone calls. My family would call up different people. So it was, it was fun. It was really cool. Okay. So a few industry re- related questions. Do you, how does the whole music 
selection go? Is there a predetermined list and you are pushed to play, you know, the top music charts or is it, is there any, you know, not cheating, but can you push some songs on your own end or is it all pre-selected? Tell us a little bit about how it works. Okay. That's a very good question because most of you will not know, but there are certain songs that songs that you must play. Now there are certain artists that I'm not a fan of, but when I was at 90.3, I had to play these songs. And I remember I was like, Oh, I really don't want to play that. And again, the NASA mix was playing the nineties and today. So from anything from 1990 up until, up until now. Right. And I, by accident played an ABBA song. And I remember the director came in during the song, shut that off. You're not allowed to play that. I'm like, okay, relax. Like it was a mistake. Um, but certain songs you're not allowed to play and certain songs you're, you have to play, which was annoying because like, I didn't, I didn't want to listen to those songs, but everything else is up to me. I come up with the whole show on the spot. I remember I prepared for an hour before my first show and I was so excited. I had notes and everything. And the director said to me, what are you preparing? You're not supposed to prepare for this. You just do it like automatically. So that was actually pretty funny. But yeah, there are certain songs you must play. And is there like, okay, so this is a top chart song. You have to play it 30 times in the next 24 hours. And right? No. So what it is, is we have, everybody has their log. So there's a big, big loose leaf. And let's say I'm from 12 to one. Let's say that's my shift. So 12 to one, everything's labeled Monday through Friday. Um, and then it says, let's say Monday, 12 to 1 p.m. in the afternoon, you have to play these four songs. This song has to be played at 12. This has to be played at 12.15, 12.30, 12.45, like that. Got it. Okay. And how has podcasting affected the radio industry, in your opinion? So I don't know if it's affected the radio industry. The radio industry is deaf. Everyone thinks it's dying down. I honestly do not think it's dying down. I think radio will always be a thing. There's that type of connection that you're speaking to a million, millions and millions of people. But at the same time, radio is you're speaking to that one person individually. If you know how to connect to that one person while it being broadcasted to so many people, there's something that that's, 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 you know, you can't find that anywhere else. Podcasting is an incredible tool. That's tool that like now so many people are using marketing their businesses, different things like that. I, I don't know how it's, how it's, I, I think it's just giving more people a voice. I don't think it's affecting the radio industry at all, actually. Interesting. Okay. So how did you transition from radio into podcasting? Because you're not in radio anymore, correct? I'm not in radio. It's definitely something that I'm working towards creating something, which I'm not going to share right now, but I'm in the middle of working with like a lot of really cool people to create something really awesome. But right now I'm creating, I've created this platform called Hebrew Hits where it was very hard. I remember I went out to Ryan Seacrest. This is where the whole story, this is where it really, everything happened. I went out to Ryan Seacrest in the summer of 2019. I was, I think, 22, maybe 23. Can't remember. One of those ages. But um, <laughs> I went out to Ryan Seacrest and I was so excited. I went to sit in his chair. I like was speaking into his mic. It took all my pictures, everything. And what his executive producers, they were telling me, they're like, okay, you have to like put yourself out there. You got to just go, go, go. I said, I am doing that. They said that you're doing a great, you're doing amazing. Like you're literally a go-getter. You're hopping from one radio station to the next. And then they said, the other thing is you have to give up everything for this. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, in radio, if you want to get to the next step and you want to get higher, you have to just pick up and go whenever they want. He said, look at me. I'm a divorced man. I had to pick up and leave. My wife didn't want to come with me. So we got a divorce. I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready to do that. Like, I'm not ready to just like pick up and go to Oklahoma or Kentucky because radio is sending me there. 
So I decided, why don't I, you know, take a step back and see if I could create something in the Jewish community. So searching around, searching around, like, how do I, you know, how do I figure this out? And then I remember I was for like two months, maybe September and October, I was just like really lost. I did not know what to do. I finished college as an interior designer. I like it, but my heart's not in it. I love radio. So I decided like, okay, you know, I'm going to just search around everywhere. And I landed upon this thing called J tribe radio. And like, I didn't know what that was. And I realized like, let me reach out to this guy. Let me see, you know, maybe this is Jewish radio that I could get into. So he's like, Hey, I told him my story. He's like, we want you on, take whatever slot you want, do a show, whatever you want. So I thought it was real radio. And I thought it was a studio that I was getting into ended up being, he gave me like a computer, mics, headphones. And he's like, this is a podcast. And I'm like, podcast now, how do I do a podcast? I know how to speak, but it's very different than live radio. Very, very different. Uh, so, you know what? I just started learning and I, you know, just started playing around with, with everything, with everything. He gave me the mics and just recording myself and hearing myself speak. And then I got into it. And from that, I was able to actually branch off and make something called Hebrew Hits, which is I created a, a platform. Now, this platform is much bigger than just a podcast. But within this platform, I have a podcast called Hebrew Hits. The platform is um, I don't have a name for it yet, but we're in the middle of creating something. But within that platform, I have something called Hebrew Hits and I share people's stories. And the, the whole mantra of my show now is it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. So that's, I'm very, very proud of like what I built and I just can't wait to see where, where it goes. It's beautiful. So I'm a little confused because the podcast is not the platform. The platform is more. So what's on the platform that's not on the podcast? Okay, so the platform is in the middle of being built. So there's a lot more that's going to, well, we'll say more in the future. But right now I have a podcast called Hebrew Hits. Okay. Let's just say that. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. So now that we've had Darcy Nicole on our show talking about royalties and mechanical licenses and all that beautiful stuff, and I am sure you are aware of the, these terms and how they affect someone like you, who is playing music on her show. Meaning some of your episodes, at least the ones at the beginning, are like a radio hour with your liners, the wet and the dry. <laughs> I don't know if you actually have <laughs> And it's pre-recorded. I do so have that. Amazing. I had people, re- I had actually, I had people recording wet and dry liners for me. So that was very cool. Yeah. Okay, so. So how do you work around that? And I'm assuming you don't play any female music, Kalisha music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no female Kalisha music. What we did was with this guy from J tribe, which is where I started. Um, he got me all the music, right? He, my show is still presented by J tribe, but I'm basically like my own entity. They present the show, which means that they are basically the ultimate sponsor of Hebrew heads. Um, and they gave me all the music. They gave me permission. They took care of all the licensing. They called the producers and everybody that has to do with the music. And they, they, you know, they verified that it's licensed and I'm able to use it. So I got permission for everything I, I need to use now, nowadays, like nowadays, um, a few months later, I switched the show from just being a full hour of music with me speaking in between talking about different things that are going on in the world to actually be an interview show, which I actually love. And with that being said, I actually switched it up a bit. And I also did play music and I played like random music um, in between the episodes. Then I decided, why don't I, it kept like growing the show. Then I decided, why don't I um, focus on a specific artist? So I reached out to different artists like David Haziza, Ellie Levin, 
and they gave me permission to use their specific music. So I promoted their music on a show with a different interview. Now what I do is I have all different kinds of people. I have a chef, I have artists, I have musicians. So when I, let's say, for example, I interviewed L11 on the show, I played two of his songs on the show. Then I interviewed an artist and I asked her, Hey, can you show me what really goes on? Um, when you're, when you're, you know, creating art, show me your, 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 um, your brushes and show me your paint and everything like that. So instead of playing music on every single show right now, I do something that pertains to the guests. I love that. It's very interesting. It reminds me a little bit about, uh, of what I do. I can't help but say that. There are two things I want to touch upon. One is what is it that's going on with your plans that you're not telling us? Because it just sounds like you're trying really hard not to share what's happening. And as a coach, (laughs) as an interviewer, I feel like I have to bring it out of you, ask you a little bit about it, because it's hard for me to go deeper into this interview with really, really avoiding the elephant in the room. (laughs) I probably should not have even brought it up, but I'm really just trying to create a bigger space for people to have a voice and different, like, I'm, I'm, I can't really release everything yet, but something similar to the Daily Wire, but not on, not specifically news and politics. So specifically to what then? Specifically, define. <laughs> I know, but I'm not. I'm not releasing anything just yet. Um, that's okay. We'd love to hear what's happening. We want to be able to support you when it actually. Yeah, so I'm out. trying to create a bigger type of news channel for the Jewish community, for the for people that are not Jewish, just for the world, a positive place, a positive place that people could come. People have been messaging me. We don't believe in the news. We can't trust the news. We can't trust the media. They said, "Can you do something? Can you please help us out?" So I was like, "You know what? I came out with one news show um, where I had my guest, like not even guests. I had just had a lot of people calling into the show. I had like over twenty people." call into the show. And I said, who do you predict is going to win? This is before November 3rd. So I said, who do you predict you did? Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, so after that, after that episode, people really wanted me to actually come out with more type of news. So we're just trying to, you know, try to build a new state, a news channel, which I have spoken about on LinkedIn. I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. Um, that's really my social media platform. I've got close to, I don't know, 8,000, 9,000 followers on there. Um, and I really am building it up. And yeah, go follow me, Molly Fivelson on LinkedIn. I'm very active. And there I've been showing that I'm going to be releasing hopefully a new show, positive news. And yeah, hopefully we're going to, it's going to be really awesome. So that's a self-hosted radio station. I'm trying to create my own daily wire. Yeah. How are you so comfortable around men? And I'll ask you this, like you mentioned the radio guy you convinced to give you a job and put you on the on the mic the same night. Then you have this Andrew guy who came to help you. And then you have the guy in California who convinced you to start your own podcast. And then you have J-Tribe behind you and you have all these sponsors and investors and supporters and everyone else who's coming together. It seems like it's very unusual for a young woman who grows up in a from Jewish community to have such supportive men around her. And I'm saying this because I'm a woman who barely gets support from the women around her. And I'll just, I mean, I get support, but like you have to beg for it, literally for it to come to you. Um, Well, that's how, at least how I started out. And then the other flip side of the question, 
what are you doing to support the women's voices? I know you're saying bring the voices out there and bring all the stories and give a voice. And I just hear all my words, <laughs> except there are no women <laughs> in that space. And you're a woman and you're aligning yourself all, with all these men. And, and I'm thinking, what a traitor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> thinking that. But what are you doing to support the women's cause? Okay, so two things. Number one, in radio, mostly in the non-Jewish radio, it's, very, it's, it's not rare, but it is more rare to find uh, women. So the reason I also got the job because the guy's like, we need some more women down here. Like there's so many men. I was one of 11 men that were always, I mean, there was so many, there was like a hundred different people at the show at the station where I first started working. But at the end of the day, it was mostly men. Um, it makes it sound like I'm talking to men all day. Absolutely not. If you've looked at my show, I've interviewed Mickey Klein. I've interviewed Hani Janishvili, Hannah, the Jewish model. I've interviewed artist Deborah. I interview many, many, many women, and I've got only more women that I'm going to be interviewing in the future. I definitely am not this feminist that's like, stand up for women's rights. Da, da, da. No, I'm just like a chill person. I stay out of politics. Stay, I, I stay out of like women's, women's rights. And I mean, amen, a women, but like, I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about, but now you're making yourself sound like much more of a traitor than I accused you of earlier. No, I'm totally kidding here. <laughs> you're not really joking. I mean, listen, at the end of the day here, I'll be honest. I have so many brothers. I grew up in a boy house. I have six brothers and it's just very comfortable for me to talk to men. Now it's, it, I know this may sound weird, but like on radio, it sounds better when there's a man's and voice a and a girl's voice. Yeah. Yeah, when there's two women speaking, it's not as good as when there's a woman, a woman, and then there's a man. So, I mean, listen, I reached out to so many women. I said, come on my show. No, we don't want to put our face out there. We don't want to get onto the show. Um, it's much easier for me to get a man who is willing to be a guest than a woman who's willing to be a guest. And I just interviewed Simcha Spot. That episode's coming out tomorrow. And she's a woman. So I just want to put that out there as well. Good for you. Uh, thank you for speaking up for yourself. And I have definitely made my space very comfortable for women because I don't think anyone said no because they're not comfortable. Maybe they were uncomfortable with the topic that I was proposing to talk about. And when you do interview a woman on your show, do you, if she's a singer, do you play her music or you will not do that? So I interviewed, I interviewed one girl on my show, right? And I, this is on my dating show. She wanted, she asked me, she wanted to come to my show. I said, great, come to my show. She happens to also be a singer. And I was like, okay, like, what are you going to do about, about music? She's, I was like, I don't feel comfortable playing your music. It's Kalisha. She's like, no, I want it on. I want it on. I want it on. I said, okay. So what I did was, is I made like literally a big announcement. I said, all men, please shut up your phones for the next three minutes and 17 seconds while I play the song. So I did have a girl on there who played her music, but I did make an announcement before to shut off there. And that's their not sound. on Hebrew hits. That's that was on. Your that was on my up to date. Yeah, I was called up to date. I don't I don't do that anymore. Now. OK, so I would definitely recommend you listening to my Kolisha episode <laughs> just so you can refresh on the whole industry updates and standards on trends on what's happening and what women are comfortable doing and what they're not comfortable doing. I'm also curious to know, in terms of Jewish radio, I know there are several women who attempted or have successfully created some sort of women's... I, I know there's Michael Greenberg, uh, who has a radio station. He plays women in there. He doesn't discriminate. Same with KDN. I think he does a Kol Isha evening. Nachum Siegel does not play Jewish music. And then I know Carrie Barcone started a 
a Facebook app maybe with Jewish Music 24 Hours. I'm not sure if it's live anymore. Annie Kadosh Ornstein had one hour a week. She used to do that in Israel and Mala Dumim. Super cool, but she stopped doing that. So Carrie Barcone's Facebook thing. What I found so difficult about that was because there was a chalent pot. You know, if you say we'll create a Kolisha radio thing, and then you have children's music, opera music, Disney music, pop, and then Middle Eastern, Israeli, Yiddish, just everything together. It's so disorganized and just calling it Kolisha makes it really um, confusing. It's not everything in the same genre. Everything is its own genre and it's difficult to listen to one song after the next when you have no consistency. As a radio expert, what do you think is possible to bring to the female Jewish community of singers where they can be heard in a respected way, in a dignified way? Because if I tell my mother, and this has happened, I want to be on the radio. I would love to put on put out English music and be heard and be on the radio. I don't want to tour. I don't want, you know, but, but recorded music, there's something okay with it according to certain standards. And that that's not something a Jewish mother wants to hear from her daughter. So what, as someone who's very entrepreneur like you and you know, the radio industry, at least more than I do, what is possible? So first of all, congratulations on putting out your song. Which song? I'm talking about the one you're like in the land, like in the grass with this other girl. That was my Tobla Hodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the one I listened to. So congrats on that. Thank you. So first of all, I just want to point out just two things before we actually get to that. I just want to say my show, it has nothing to do with discriminating with men, with women. Listen, I allow anybody on my show. Everybody knows that I'm very- Let me just stop you. You don't have to be doing anything to be discriminating or not discriminating. It, by default, the way the Jewish world is set up, the women don't have a voice. So unless you're actively doing something about it, you're passively discriminating. But you, it, it, Meaning you have to be active to give women a voice. You don't have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear. My show is not about giving a men a voice, giving women a voice. My entire show is about- giving people a voice that live by the mantra of it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. doesn't matter if you're a man, doesn't matter if you're a woman, if you went through a challenge and you went through a really, really, really hard challenge and you got through that and you became successful because, because of that, that's why I want you on your, on my show, Hani Janashvili, Hannah, the Jewish model. She talks about coming from a Hasidish background and how hard it was for her to say she wants to be a model. And her mother would say, Oh, Hani, just go and, you know, like walk around, like whatever, go be a nice Jewish mother, whatever. She wanted to be a model. Okay. And she was really, really, she had a hard time like growing up in a Hasidish type of home and she, because she wanted to be a model. But you know what? She took that. She could have said she could have failed because of it or she could have grown. And that's with everybody on my show. They have a, they have a choice. They could fail tremendously because what they've been through, or they could succeed and they could become successful because of what they've been through. So my show has nothing to do with if you're a man, if you're a woman, my show is about finding those people that have literally lived by the motto of it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. And that's, that's who I put on my show. And those are the people that I, that I promote happens to be a lot of people come to me. I don't generally go to people asking people to come on the show. Simcha spot came to me. They asked me to be on the show. I put them on. Devorah came to me. A bunch of people came to me. I did go to a few, a select few, but um, generally people come and they ask me to be on the show. Okay. So I just want to apologize to anyone for getting a little worked up because this is close to home for me. It does touch 
a little bit of a nerve for me. And uh, I appreciate you explaining and clarifying and promoting, you know, the wholesome voice and explaining that people do come to you. It's a good thing to know. I mostly do my reach outs. Why are you into, I'm going to change this around. Why are you very into, you know, the woman's voice? I mean, in the Jewish community, I, I feel it too. I'm always like, it's not fair. If a man wants to be a podcast host, okay, he'll get tons of like yeses and shidduchim and whatnot. If a girl, all of a sudden she's not religious. So of course I feel it. It's very, it's a big struggle for me. Like I don't talk about it because I don't really generally want to talk about the struggles that I go through with th- having this podcast. It's a struggle being a woman in this industry. But why are you so passionate about it? Well, I'm going to be on your show and we could talk about this on my show. And just briefly, I'll say, well, it affects me in a very strong way. My channel is singing. My channel is writing music. And I have so many obstacles to getting my voice out there to people. I'm limited. I have just everything standing in my way at every step, you know, when it comes to performing, when it comes to just getting any you would think, you know, Jewish organizations want to have music in the background of their videos, but no, they want to have a man. Just think of your radio hour. You don't want to have women on them because you have to kick men off of the show. So that's just the default of the space I'm in. And that's why I started the show. So I never answered your question about the women with the radio. I just realized I never answered that. Um, So with that, I I really, it's very sad to me because I don't know if there's a, a right answer. Like, I know that people always tell me, I always say it's not fair. Like, I'm a Jewish radio host, which I'm a girl. And like, I get pushed down for it. Shad Khanim have told me you're not going to get married. Like, Shad Khanim have been so rude to me because I do this. Like, really disgusting. Um, and my sister said to me, she's like, stop playing the victim. I said, what do you mean stop playing the victim? There's these things in my way. And she said, no, stop playing the victim. Like, you're acting like it's like your victim mentality. She goes, step up to it. You decide to do this, get around it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's true. I'm going to try to do whatever I can to push this out. And if people want to listen, great. If you don't want to listen, whatever, don't listen. Same thing with your music. I don't know what to say. I mean, you want it on, let's say radio and non-Jewish radio and things like that. If you're comfortable having your voice out there, that's a decision you have to make with yourself. It's not the industry standing in your way. It's not the Jewish people standing in your way. It's not that you're a woman that's standing in your way. You're the only one standing in your way. That's the only thing I can say. Honestly, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not, I'm, that's honestly what I you think. Know, I want to thank you for being brutally honest with me. Just to give a little context here, I have created a platform for myself to get my music out there and the radio stuff. I'm working on new English music to potentially get it out there, but it's not like I have the opportunity right now to be on the radio and I'm saying no because of my victim place. I'm not there yet, you know, and trust me when there is an opportunity, I don't think I'm going to play victim mentality. Back to you. <laughs> Let's just go to some of the challenges. Just because I have you here as my interviewee and we have a few more minutes left, I think it's important to talk about those challenges and to talk about what it feels like or what it means to be on the end of those shatchanim, aka matchmakers, and at the liberty of other people. You're literally, I'm sorry to put it like this, but a piece of meat on the in the shop. When you go to any event, and COVID may have helped with that, you when you go to an event, people are looking at you like something they can not shop for, but match make you with. And, and it's very objectifying. And I know boys and men have that as well. It's not only for women and girls, young women. 
So talk to me about the whole space of doing, following your dream and standing up for you and not putting your life on hold. Okay. Yeah. So I've been told, wait till you're married to do podcasting. Wait till you're married to have a voice. Wait till you're married to, you know, put yourself out there, put your face out there. And I listened. I never had a smartphone until this June, but I've been at, uh, I've been at a seminary for five years. I never I had a kosher phone until June of 2020. Um, and people are like, what? You had a smartphone? I said, I did all my podcasting, all my radio, flying to Ryan Seacrest, going to WFAN, all with a kosher phone. And people are really, really surprised. But I'm just trying to show like there that like literally you could be from and you could still do what you love. And it's very hard for me. I, I want it. Sometimes I just want to give up. I, I, it happens to me like pretty often. Um, I doubt myself a lot and I'm like, should I keep doing this? And then one of my friends would text me like, you're doing amazing. Keep going. Somebody would be like, oh, you're a celebrity. I'm like, you know what? These people look up to me and they, they, they love that I have a voice out there. So I'm, I have to keep going. Um, but it's definitely very hard. I remember I had one Friday about three Shadchanim called me all on the same day. This guy looked into you. He heard amazing, amazing things about you, but he doesn't want to go out with you because he heard about the radio thing. I'm like, what radio thing? I was like, what, this amazing platform? I said, what, you're talking about this amazing, beautiful platform that I'm creating for the Jewish community, positivity, and I'm bringing out people's stories and showing how people succeed because of the challenges they went through? Yeah, they're scared that, that, you, that you do radio. I said, hold on a minute. So would this guy go out with a nurse? Because the nurse is touching men all day. Like, it's their profession, but they're touching men all day. And she's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. So I said, why do you have to tell me a, man? a guy said no? Don't even call me. Like, don't tell me your, a guy was looking into you. But it happened in a row, like literally three Shadchanim in one day. And I remember I broke down crying. I, it happened maybe in, it was July of this year, maybe. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I think I maybe even have my, I think I may still have had my kosher phone. So maybe it was like May. I don't know. I remember I was crying and I was like to my parents, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm not going to get married because I do podcasting. And then it was, it was a very, very big deal. I ended up speaking to somebody, I don't know, one of my family friends. And they're like, no, keep going. This is amazing that you're doing like what you're doing. You have to keep putting out those voices, keep showing the world that like girls have a voice and girls shouldn't be shut down in the Jewish world. It is very, very hard. Like I literally, I don't know if people think I'm modern or not. My sister actually funny story. She went on a date and she was talking about my sister does radio. And then a different date. She said, oh, you know, I had to wait for Malia to finish davening mincha. And the guy's like, what do you mean? Doesn't, isn't she not religious? And my sister's like, where did you get that from? So he's like, well, he said she's on the radio. My sister was like, um, are you kidding? Like, he's like, yeah, I thought you wore jeans. I'm like, she's like, no, she's a basic girl. She just happens to love talking with people. So she created this podcast. So it's, it's definitely very hard. It's very hard to be on that, that receiving end of the Shadchanim. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not putting my faith in Shadchanim. I'm putting my faith in Hashem. That's the end of the day. Like I got my faith in Hashem. And when the Shadchanim comes at the right time, like I'm not, I'm not desperate it's not like I'm like saying, okay, I need a guy right now. I'm going to take anybody. Um, I'm not desperate at all. So when at the right time, the right guy will show up. You know what I'm saying? And he'll love what I do. He'll support what I do. So that's for sure. Well, I give you a blessing that you find your right one. And ideally, he should find you through your podcast or your show or your platform, fall in love with you, chase you, buy you flowers. And you think that, you know, he's worthy of you and and not feel like you're settling. He should, he should love this about you and appreciate this about you and not 
oh, it's just the radio thing. It's like saying, oh, go out. It just, I don't like who she is or what she's about. <laughs> I mean, you're so sweet. I, yeah, exactly, exactly what I told these people. I said, what do you mean? They're like, just wait till we get married. I said, so I'm going to get married to a guy who thinks I'm a certain type of person. And then I'm going to start a platform and he's going to be like, oh, well, you didn't tell me you want to do that before getting married. So like, I'm like, what? So obviously it makes more sense to do what I love and I'm not going to stop for a guy. Like I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop podcasting because a guy doesn't want to go out with me. That's just so stupid. You know, I don't like that. The whole thing, the radio thing. What does it mean? The radio thing they should. <sighs> yeah. That's like, the, those are their words. The radio thing. I'm like oh. the radio thing. No, because they'll say nurse to introduce someone as the prerequisites, like the words <laughs> to introduce like your title. Yeah. Like the radio young woman, that's who you should be going out with. And if they don't know that, then they shouldn't be going out with you because that's a big piece of who you are. And I think everyone who I interviewed who was single has gotten married. So I, I hope this um, a blessing passes on to you. Amazing. And the um, I, I appreciate you talking about this because it's vulnerable. It's uncomfortable. I think it's so important to hear this side of it and not be like, Oh, it doesn't concern her because she's diff like, I don't know why. I think it's very relatable when you're saying, no, this is a part of my life. I'm living the consequences of my choices every day. And I was speaking to a Muslim slash Jewish Muslim woman <laughs> uh, on my last podcast. And she told me, I think off air, she asked me about like freedom. And I told her, you have the most freedom when you're married. Interesting as a married person, because until you have to marry off your children, <laughs> then, then you might be in that limbo again. But once you're past that, like taken stage, I mean, that's when I started doing a lot of the things, mostly because I had funds to do them, but also because I had a space to, I wasn't my parents problem anymore <laughs> in a sense. And I don't think my husband cared too much of what other people think. Not to right. say Did you have a hard time because you were doing music or no? Yeah. Oh, no. So I got married before I even said I want to do music. So. Oh, OK. So you did what all the Shad Khanim are telling me to do. Except I was 19 with a bachelor's degree. That was my only, you know. 19? Did you go to SEM? I, I finished school at 15 and I went to seminary for a year and a half. And then I got my bachelor's the summer I got married. So. So how old are you now? Now I'm 28. Wow. And what do you have a bachelor's in? Business. Because there's no interior yeah. design in Jewish college. No, but I wanted to do music and there was no music for me. I hear what you're saying. So that's why I went to a non-Jewish college because there was no, you know, Jewish Jewish college as well that did interior design. So that's how, how I had to go to a non-Jewish college. Right. I wanted to do that. But since my parents don't live in the States, I, they, they wanted me to go somewhere with a Jewish dorm. And yeah, I do want to tell those girls out there, though, like, don't be silenced. Like, literally, don't be silenced. Like, I was shut down. So you have no idea. You see me now. Like, I, it, it took a very long time to just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And that's it. I was on LinkedIn. And I didn't show my face ever, 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 ever didn't show my face anywhere. Not on social media. No one knew I was behind Hebrew hits. I never put my name on it. I never put my face on it until this summer. Um, in July and August, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put my face on there. So I, I literally put my face on there. And then three months later, I was, inter I was interviewed by the biggest newspaper in the five towns. And they did a whole article about me. And I remember people called me up and they're like, 
literally three months ago, no one knew that you were the face behind Hebrew hits. And all of a sudden you're being interviewed by this newspaper. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go big or go home. Like I, I have to just put myself out there. And I did that. And because that I am on LinkedIn now for a very long time. And it's such a great tool to connect with people. But I just really hope that all the girls out there find what they love. And you don't have to become, you know, the same girl like everybody else. You don't have to be a teacher or a therapist or this or that. Do what you love. If there's a passion that you like, go for it. Everybody is on this earth to enjoy life and have a great life. If you're going to go and follow somebody else because of Shidduchim, you're not going to have a good life. Like go do something that you actually love. Amen. And thank you for, for sharing these inspiring words. And they're ongoing. They, they're on- ongoing because you are taking steps. You're following your intuition and your voice. You're doing what feels right to you. And, um, you know, kosher phone, putting your picture out there. It's not. We all have to know what are things that are put upon us to protect us. What's there for children, appropriate for children. Yes, my three-year-old cannot get a, a smartphone if she's asking for one. But, you know, if, if you're an adult and you happen to be single, the single 18, 17, 16-year-old rules that apply in the community shouldn't apply to you. You shouldn't have to sit at the single girl's table if you're the age of the married women. Exactly. That always bothered me. So I'm just acknowledging that, you know, the choices you made for yourself, you had to make for yourself, unfortunately, because the community doesn't adopt to adult women, even though my sister who lives in Israel married families are also not allowed to have kosher phones and you you kids get kicked out of playgroup if you do but they don't evolve and they should and thank you for speaking up thank you for being a leader in the space and and showing what it means to really pursue your passion and it's almost a an accident how it happened the one class that you took in college brings it all together it's really beautiful thank you so much malia but it's so funny. I remember when I was like, before I even sat down to this interview, I said, you know what? I know she's going to try to get things out of me because I'm a radio host and I know how to get things out of people. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to let her get anything out of me. Like, I'm literally going to be just talking about radio, nothing personal. But you know what? You got things out of me. That's what you did. You're good at your job. You're, good at, you're very good at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a, that's such a pleasure being on the show. So obviously people can find you on the podcast app with Hebrew Hits. And if they wanted to reach out to you, where would they go? So if people want to reach out to me, definitely go follow me on LinkedIn at Malia Feivelson, which is F-E-I-V-E-L-S-O-N. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around until the end. I just want to clarify one little fact. I did mention earlier on the episode that all the women who I've interviewed who were single at the time have gotten engaged and married, which is incorrect. I went back and there are a couple of women I uh, forgot to scroll through 115 episodes in that split of a moment, and I regret that. But I do continue passing on the blessing for all the women who are looking for Shadduch to find their match. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, subscribe, and if you're listening on an iPhone, leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to reach out about my music, coaching, or podcast services, email me at franciscak at gmail.com. Also, check out the show notes for all the links. See you next time.